Shall we worship the Lord? Can we give him an unstoppable praise? We can do better than that, Emmanuel. Can we worship the Lord this morning? After all, he has indeed been good to us. He has kept us through the course of the week, through the course of last month. We're in good health. We're in our right minds. That is enough for me to give him thanks for. He woke me up this morning. It wasn't my alarm that got me up at 4.30. It was the grace and the mercy of God. I greet our bishop this morning. Bishop said we're twinning because we're both wearing white. But it's good to be in Slip Road one more time. I want to greet Elder Mark, my good friend, who we, he decides that we have some scores to settle. And I think this is a good time to settle all scores in the pandemic. But it's happy to be here with you in Children's Convention 2021. For those on the platforms this morning, I greet you also in the mighty name of Jesus. I know God has been good to you too. In spite of, he's still a good God. Irrespective of what is happening to us and around us, he's still a good God. Irrespective of the pandemic, he's still a good God. And if you still have your praise during this season, he's still a good God. Hallelujah. This morning, the theme for the Children's Convention, Unstoppable, Heaven Bound, Mighty God. I would like you to turn with me to the book of Philippians chapter 4. And in just one verse 14, one passage of scripture, I would like for us to read it together. A very familiar passage of scripture. And we begin. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can I do that again? I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Could you bow your heads with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I honor you right now. I give you praise, I give you glory, and I give you honor. You are worthy this morning, God, to be praised, and there is none like unto you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for life this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that this morning we serve a God who is unstoppable. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Unstoppable, heaven bound. I'm excited this morning to know that we are serving a God who is unstoppable. And the mere fact that we are serving a God who is unstoppable, it automatically makes us unstoppable. It automatically puts us in the category of being unstoppable. 
I ponder on this and I realize that the only thing or the only person who can stop you is you. I am the only person that can stop me from going further. And I look at it and I realize that sometimes we allow persons around us in our, in our, in our circle to stop us for, from going forward or achieving what we have set our minds to. And I looked at the fact that the mind is so powerful. Once you can conceive it in your mind, you can actually achieve it naturally. And one of the things I know about Jamaican, especially women, I'm not dissing the men this morning. Once a woman of God puts her mind to something, she's going to go after it. She's going to achieve it. And you can't stop her until she has accomplished that goal. That's one thing I know about the Jamaican woman. And once they have made up their mind that this is what they're going to do, it doesn't matter what barriers they have to jump over. It doesn't matter how many hurdles are set up. It doesn't matter the, whatever comes at them. They are go, they're going to find a way to either go over it, to go around it, or to go under it. But they're not going to give up. They're not going to give in. They will not relent until they have accomplished what they have set th their minds to. And it's the same thing when it comes to the kingdom of God. Once you have made up your mind that you are heaven bound, nobody can stop you but you. In order to get to the place that where you have made up your mind that I'm going to make it, you first have to have a knowledge of what this journey is all about. You're going to have to first understand that the journey is not going to be an easy one, but I can still make it. You've got to understand that the journey is going to have some obstacles. It's going to have some barriers. It's going to have some mindsets. There are going to be some detours. There are going to be some oppositions. Everything is going to be coming at you the moment you make up your mind that for God I'm going to live and for God I'm going to die. So you're going to have obstacles after obstacles. And the worst part about this, sometimes these obstacles are the persons in your sphere of circle. Sometimes it's your own family members. Sometimes it's your co-workers. And the list goes on and on. But in the midst of that, if you have made up your mind that I'm going to make it in, I'm going to make it in. If you make up your mind that nothing is going to stop me from entering that gate, nothing in this world can stop you. Now, I know it sounds easy to say, and I know it's, it looks good, and it, it, it looks like I'm, I'm painting a picture. I'm not painting a picture. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to be a smooth road because the Lord cautions us. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Now, the little that I know about the cross, it wasn't easy. Because when you take up that cross 
I told my good friend some time ago, I said, girl, my cross gets so heavy, I decide to decorate it make, it, make it look pretty. I say, I'm gonna paint up my cross with some red, that's the blood. I'm gonna put a little praise on it. I'm gonna put some prayer, wrap some prayer tape around it. I'm just gonna do some decoration. I, I don't do decorations very well, but I am able to decorate my cross. Elder, if I decorate my cross, somehow it's gonna get a little easier for me to carry. If I can put a little glitter here and there and a little sparkle here and there and a little color here and there, I feel like it's going to be easier. Because whether I want to or not, I'm going to have to carry my cross to make it in. Whether I desire a cross or not, I'm going to have to carry it if I'm going to make it in. So decorate your cross and make it a little easier to carry. No, if I'm going to make it in, if I'm heaven bound, I first got to start living by faith and not by sight. Because he said the just shall live by faith. So if I'm going to make it in any at all, I'm going to have to know what faith is. It is stepping out on nothing and landing on something. I don't know where I'm going, but I have faith to know if I get up and step, I must put my foot somewhere solid. It is impossible to serve God without faith. So if I'm going to make it in, I have to have faith to believe that God is able to keep that which I've committed unto him. I've got to believe that he's able to carry me through in spite of. I've got to be able to trust him even when I don't see my way out. So if I get to the Red Sea, I have to have faith enough to believe that I'm either going to swim across it, he's either going to part it, or I'm going to get a surfboard and surf my way across it. You see, we love Moses' story because he parted the Red Sea. But he never told me he was going to part mine. I might have to either swim it or surf it. But however I do it, by faith I'm going to go across the other side. So the just must live by faith. Any at all I'm heaven bound. I must be baptized in the name of Jesus because this old flesh can't make it in this flesh has nothing good in it this flesh wants nothing to do nothing good but I have to take off the old man in water baptism now mindful when I go down I don't come up as an angel with a halo over my head because some people are of the notion that the moment you are baptized, you transformation take place. I just got a new birth. I got baptized at the age of 13 and I was fighting after Sunday school. Oh yes. I sat in Sunday school and partake and after Sunday school I went outside because I had a boy to beat up. And I beat him up, went home like I did nothing. Then until I saw his grandmother coming and I know I was going to get a beating from my mother. And I, after the beating, I beat him up again for the beating I got. And I was baptized. 
So the transformation, you see, I was not that, I wasn't always a good girl. So don't look at me, oh, she fights. Oh, yes, I do. I don't anymore, thank God for the Holy Ghost. But back then, I would bring it down. And I'm not losing either. But the baptism is just the first step of the transformation journey. It's a new birth. And you can't give a baby who was just born a dumpling to eat. So my new birth just began. It's a learning process. Sometimes we come down too hard on the new converts. We need to allow them to grow gracefully in God. We need to teach them the way. We can, Bishop always say we can't scale the fish before you catch it. So you've got to be baptized. Then after baptism, you need the Holy Ghost. Now a lot of persons are of the notion that you don't need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. That's not what the Word of God tells me. The Word of God tells me without the Holy Spirit, I'm none of His. Because if flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, what's going to go there? What is going to change? How am I going to change from mortal to immortality? Transformation has to take place if I'm going to make it home. So it is very important. It is as if you're going abroad and you go to the airport and all you have is your passport. You do not have a visa. You cannot get on that flight. No, and if you have a passport that's expired, you cannot get on that flight. If you have a visa that's expired, you cannot get... It takes, there's a requirement that it has that you must fulfill to make it in. And unless we meet the requirement, we can't make it. Unless all the requirements are met. Now, in order for me to start meeting some of the requirements, I got to know how to lock myself in prayer and fasting. Yes, I have faith. I start to walk by faith. I got baptized. I got the Holy Ghost. All of that is good. I now need to learn how to spend time with God in prayer because this is where my relationship now starts to build. When I start to commune with him like how I would communicate with my friends, I'm building a relationship where he talks to me and I talk back to him. Where I kneel in prayer and I don't move until when he speaks. Children, God speaks to you too. And he loves to talk to children because children speak so innocently. And sometimes parents, you hear them saying something, allow them to speak. Because sometimes it is God himself who is speaking through them to us. And you shut them up so you didn't hear what they were about to say. And you might think it strange or think it crazy and say, but this is not possible. Yes, it is. They speak profoundly 
And sometimes it is God that's speaking through them. I've had that experience with my own child time and time and time again. To the point one day I put her on the bed and I said, tell me something. Do you hear the Lord talking to you? And innocently she was just swinging her feet on the bed and she said, all the time, mommy. Now at three years old I'm talking about here. I said, what do you mean all the time? He said, he tell me things all the time. I mean, I was dumbfounded for a while. And it was something she said to me why I asked her the question. When Bishop put me in the position as missionary president around, I think it was about 2003, 2004. It was a very struggling position at the time because I was trying to set some discipline and order in the group, in the department. And it be, I became so frustrated as a young president that I planned that I was going to go to, I, I prepared a mental resignation. Bishop is going to surprise hearing this. I prepared a mental resignation to go talk to Bishop on Sunday. And I said to myself, I remember Bishop was in Africa at the time, and I said when Bishop came back, I was going to meet with him after church and tell him I, I'm done with this, I can't do this. I'm frustrated already. Only six months, and I was ready to throw in the towel. And I remember the child was sick that day. And the night, I decided to let her sleep with us because of the fever that she was having. And she woke me up in the three o'clock of the morning. Asked me for some water. I got her the water, tried to go back to sleep, and she woke me up again. Three years old, and she said, Mommy, Hebrews 13, verse 6. I said, no, this didn't happen. I said, God, I'm going to sleep. Three-year-old telling me, he was, I didn't even know what the scripture said at the time. I said, uh-uh, this is not possible. I blocked what I thought I heard and I went back to sleep. And I got up the morning disturbed. And I said, but I couldn't remember what she said. Long and short, I asked her before I went to work the morning. I said, Diana, what the scripture you gave mommy? And she just repeated it. And when I read that scripture, I cried. I sat at work the whole day crying like a baby. I had to call Mother Harvey. I said, Mother Harvey, you have to pray for me right now, right here over the phone. Because that was God himself. I could not go to Bishop. Because the Lord was telling me, don't worry about what they're saying. Do what I called you to do. What am I saying here? I'm saying here, this is children convention. Our children have so much in them. They have so much to give. They have so much to say. And sometimes we, the adults, we put a full stop on their lives before they get to mature spiritually. We are putting a full stop where God didn't even put a comma. 
Hebrews say, I may boldly say that God is your keeper. And I will not fear what man will do unto me. And I was like, this can't be real. She's only three years old. Parents, remove the full stop from the children. Allow them to pray. Allow them to fast. Allow them to talk to you about God. Allow them to tell you what they're thinking and what's on their mind. It can't just be children convention Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we put a full stop until next year. We can't limit the children because of our own mindset. We can't put a comma because of how we were brought up. We can't just put a pause because they're too young. They're not too young to know God. They're not too young to come in contact with God. They're not too young to tell you the Lord just said. And you're going to tell them, oh, it's your mind. The Lord didn't tell you. Yes, he did. Back up. He said, unless we become as a child. And that's why God can't talk to some of us. Because we know it all and we see it all and we have done it all. Been there, done that. But unless we can change our mindsets, unless we can reverse and do things differently, unless we can understand that the children are a part of our heritage, they tell you they want to be a doctor and you ask them if they're mad. What's wrong in having a dream of being a doctor? Where am I to get this money from? That's not their business, that's yours. That's not their responsibility, it's yours. And you tell them, oh, just be this. No, that's not their dream, that's not their aspiration. They want to be a doctor, they want to be a lawyer. Support whatever, they, as long as it is something good that will not bring embarrassment on the church. Give them that full support. You're going to tell them you didn't finish school so they don't have to. They didn't ask to come here. You brought them here. They're, my mom would say they were very much safe on Jesus' veranda until you went and get them. So we have a responsibility to ensure that they achieve their dreams and their goals while still trusting God. So whatever it is that they desire to be, we have that responsibility. Oh, but I don't have that money. You don't complain about that if you're a tither. Mm -hmm. You don't wonder where it's coming from. Because you, you, you say you serve Jehovah Jireh. We need to allow our children to grow up and be children of God. We need to allow our children to have a relationship with God. We need to allow our children to participate in church. I listened to the, the, the one that was praying. Awesome prayer. Even though they were just acting a, a, a play. She prayed an awesome prayer. A 
Our children have so much in them. You want them to go to heaven, but you don't want to teach them the way. You want them to have the Holy Ghost, but you don't want to teach them the way. The theme is unstoppable, but you are limiting the children. You have put a limit on them so they cannot move forward to accomplish their goals. Take the limit off the children. Move the barriers that you have placed on them. Allow them to grow up and enjoy their childhood. Parents, we are failing our children miserably. The children can't talk to you. Because they are young, they need to sit and shut up. You need to stop it. They have a problem and they seek counsel elsewhere. And the counsel they are getting is not the godly counsel. It's the counsel that's going to pull them out of your hands. They must be able to come and tell you, Mommy, guess what happened? Mommy, this happened without you jumping all over them and tearing them to pieces. They are, we are supposed to give them godly counsel. But the moment they say, mommy, you start to beat them. So they become so fearful. We don't hug them like we should. So they go outside of church, outside of home, seeking love. In the wrong place with the wrong people. You think it's bad to hug your sons and your daughters. We need to do, in this convention, we need to do better than that. If they're going to be unstoppable, if they're going to be heaven bound, we first have to start it in the church. This is where it begins. Some of you, the, some of you, the children has never gotten a hug all their lives. Mm -hmm. Never gotten a hug. They don't know what it is to feel a warm hug from mommy or daddy. They don't know what it is to hear you say, I love you. They don't know what it is to say, I'm proud of you. They fail the subject and you raise the roof. They fail the subject, say, listen, it's okay. We're going to go at it again. And this time, we're going to do it together. Failure is not the end of the road. Brethren, mothers on the platform, mothers in the sanctuary, we need to change our mindset. Our children are disturbed. They are hurting. Our children are broken. No, this, this was not even the message I came up here with today. They are broken. They are hurting. So what do they do? They're on the Facebook. They're on WhatsApp. They're on Twitter. They're on everything. And they're communicating with people who they don't even know. They're telling people who they don't even know all of their life story. And you at home and you don't know nothing. We need to back up and get our acts together. It's good that we're saved and sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and we're heaven bound. But what about our children? What about the lives of our children? 
It's good to know that you're a part of the church and you're involved. What about our children? What have we done? We have created a mess. We have ruined our children's lives. Mighty God. And what we have hurting family, hurting home. But it's not too late. It, we can sort that out. It's not too late. We can fix it. It's not too late. We have a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. We have a God who knows how to erase and give us a chance to start over. We have a God who knows to make the impossible possible. In this season, it's not about you. It's about the family. It's about the church. Our children need us. Our children need, need friendship. You can be friends with your children and still set your standard. Oh yes. You still have a good relationship with your children. But there's a border that they know that I am mom and you are the child. Oh yes. I have a good relationship. God, I give God praise. I have a good relationship with my children. <laughs> Sorry. And they tell me everything. They know if I'm going to quarrel, so what they do, they say, Mom, I know you're going to hit the roof, but before you hit the roof, listen to this. You want to have some Pepsi? They know I love Pepsi, which is bad, but they know if I drink the Pepsi, I'm going to be so calm. So then I said, Mom, Pepsi? I said, tell me the problem first, then I drink after. She said, no, Mom, you better drink first. Mom, I messed up on that bio exam. I said, but why? Where did you go wrong? Show me the paper. I don't know, but I don't remember bio much. But I look at it and we try to figure out where she went wrong. How are you going to hit the roof for one paper? It wasn't the final paper. Brethren, we got to get it back together. If we're going to be, we are heaven bound, but there's some stuff that we got. You see, growing up in old school, I thought the only thing that was sin was adultery and fornication. I'm serious. Because that was the only thing that was preached. So I thought there were only two sins, adultery and fornication. Nobody spoke about malice, but biting, tail bearing. We only heard adultery is a sin and fornication, and they tell you, they dig deep into it. But it's the little things that's going to keep us out of heaven. It's the little things that's going to make us, prevent us from getting in. It's the little things that's going to prevent us from hearing, well done. Which, how far are you on this flight? Today we are sitting here, we are already on board. We are now, we have boarded this morning, Flight Emmanuel. And we are heaven bound on Flight Emmanuel. 
We're soaring at an altitude above where the enemy can attack us. The captain this morning is Jesus himself. The here hostess are already on board. And we, it's time for us, if you have not yet done so, it's time to fasten your seatbelt. Because the captain already announced that we're about to take off. The seatbelt lights are on. Mighty God. And the plane is already taxiing down the runway. Are you on board this morning? Remember, it's we are unstoppable and we're heaven bound. What I love about this flight, we, there are no mechanical problems. We will never run out of jet fuel. We might have some turbulences, but it's okay because Jesus is the captain. And as long as your seatbelt is fastened, you should be okay. This one, you don't need no luggage. It's a luggage-free flight. And you know, Jamaicans love to travel and travel very heavy. Lots of suitcases. Overweight at that. But for this flight that is unstoppable, you don't need no luggage. You only need your passport, which is your baptism, and the Holy Ghost, which is your visa. You only need to ensure that you're living a godly life. You only make sure that your life is pleasing to God. And if you fit and meet that requirement, that means you should be on board because this flight is about to take off. Now, when the door is shut and the planes start taxiing down the runway, you can no longer get on board. This flight cannot be overbooked. Oh yeah, there's room for everybody. You cannot not have a seat on this flight. And what I love about this flight, this flight, some persons will take off before us. Oh dear, what am I talking about? The word of God said the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that are alive and remain shall be caught up. So whether you have died in Christ or you're alive, as long as you're ready, you're going to take off. As long as you're living holy, you will take off. As long as your life is pleasing, you're going to take off. Are you on board? Have you fastened your seatbelt? You, are you already ready to take off? Hallelujah. Some of us are at the airport, but we can't get on the flight because our lives are messed up. Some of us are standing at the check-in encounter, but our documents need to be sorted out because we have some expired documents in our hands. Some of us, we have no documents at all. Where are you on this flight? Some of us, we have not checked our documents for years. So we don't even know if it is expired or not. 
I've had persons gone to the airport and in checking in, that's when they realized the passport is up. You need to check your documents today. We're unstoppable, we're heaven bound, but are the documents ready? Yes, you have your passport. Oh, that's good. Do you have your visa? Is your, does your visa need to be renewed? Is it a case where you have no passport and no visa? And I'm speaking about the baptism and the Holy Ghost now. Is it a case where you have them both, but somehow the book is messed up? The book, the book got damaged by fire or it got damaged by water. And the, the information in it, is, is it cannot be read. It's all watermarked. Where are your documents this morning? Is it up to date? Am I ready? If the trumpet sound now, where will I be? It's any day now. You see, everything that we're seeing happening right now, it's pointing to the end time. The pandemic, it's pointing to the end time. This is what the Bible speaks about when he said perilous times. This is just a part of it. The worst is yet to come. So you've got to ensure that every time you are, irrespective of where you are, ensure that you have your documents with you. People will tell you we don't travel up and down with our passports. But in this time, this passport, you have to have it everywhere you go. You need the visa everywhere you go. Because that flight can take off anytime, anywhere. Are you ready? You're unstoppable. You serve an unstoppable God. You serve an unmovable God. If the visa is not ready, he's ready to renew the visa for you. If it has expired, he will renew it for you. So whatever, whatever situation you're in, whatever category you're in, document expired or no document, he's ready to sort you out. And the good thing about it, you don't need an appointment. You don't need to call in ahead of time. You just need to show up in church and he'll fix it for you right away. You just need to tell him, God, I'm here, I'm ready. I need to be heaven bound. Fix me. Lord, I'm not missing this flight comes what may. Yes, God, I've fallen from grace. I've stopped going to church. But I'm not going to miss this flight. I'm coming back. Lord, I have some people that I've not been speaking to. I'm about to go make it right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call them right now. Because I'm not missing this flight. Lord, I hate my neighbors. You know what? Help me to go tell them I'm sorry. Even though I didn't mess with them, they mess with me. But I'm going to be the adult and go call them out and say, guess what? I'm sorry for what I did. What am I doing? I'm sorting myself out because I'm going to make it in comes what may. You see, people think that there's no heaven and there's no hell. 
They're going to be in for a rude awakening. And the thing that bothers me, there's going to be a big surprise in heaven and a bigger one in hell. They don't believe it. They think it's not real. But whether you believe it or not this morning, the Lord told us that he's going to prepare a place for us. And he's going to come back and receive us unto himself. So where he is, we will be with him. Now, which side are you on? I'm going to make it in. Turmoil or no turmoil, I'm going to make You see, it's a personal made up mind. Whether I'm in the storm or not, I'm going to make it in. Whether I'm in the fire or not, I'm going to make it in. Whether I'm going through hell or not, I'm going to make it in. Put me in the lion's den, I'm going to make it in. Put me in the fire, I'm going to make it in. Take me through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to make it in. Take me to the valley of dry bones, I'm going to make it in. Take me to the desert, where it's hot and windy, I'm going to make it in because I've made up in my mind. Come hell or high water, I must make it in. Yes, I'll have the attacks. Yes, I'll be talked about. Yes, I'll be cheered. I'll be ostracized and marginalized. I don't care. I just want to make it in. Talk all you want. I just want my name to be in the book. Hate me all you want. I just want my name to be in the book. Why? I've made up my mind that comes what may. I'm going to be heaven bound. So when that captain, when, I, when you get on board and you hear the captain say, this is your captain speaking. Welcome aboard flight 787. We'll be flying at altitude 1,000, 10,000 feet, whatever, whatever. You know what they say. And then you hear flight attendants, get ready for takeoff. We won't have time to hear all that. There will not be an introduction of the flight. You will not hear welcome aboard flight so and so. What you're going to hear, you're going to hear a sound. The word of God said the trumpet of God is going to sound. And it's the sound that's going to let us know that the flight is about to take off. I'm listening. If you're not ready, you will not hear the sound. Mm -hmm. Only those that are ready will hear the sound. Because when those are gone, others are going to be looking from th for them because they never hear the sound. So there's no warning more than the sound of the trumpet. And after the trumpet is sound, that's it. Where will you be? You say you're heaven bound, but are you really ready? You say you're getting ready to take off, but are you really ready? Oh, I'm not ready yet because I need to get married first. Really? 
I'm waiting until I finish my PhD and I need to buy a house and I need to get a car and I need to have my kids. And you have a, a bucket list of what you need to do before you get ready. How do you know you're going to live to see tomorrow? It's promise unto no man. I don't need to do all of that. I need to ensure that my name is in the book. Let my name get in the book first and then the husband can come. The house and the PhD and the car can come. Everything can come. But just let my name be in the book first. If my name is in the book, I'll get the best husband ever. Mm -hmm. If my name is in the book, I'll pass my PhD with ease. If my name is in the book, I'll be able to afford the car. You didn't know that? Seek ye first. So if I get God, if I give him my life first, he'll sort out the rest. Jump to your feet in this place. I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. Some of us are still playing church. Some of us are still playing Dolly House. Some of us are still playing Room for Rent Apply Within. We're playing the hand games because we still think we have a lot of time. Some of us are saying, God, I'm going to wait until December. I'm going to make it right for the new year. I'm going to start it right. But the truth of the matter, you don't know when your number will be called. You don't know when. I put my 18-year-old daughter to sit down the other day. And I said to her, listen. I want to teach, tell you some stuff. So because she's 18 now, I, st I started out a lot of stuff for her. I said, you know, I sorted out her bank card and I gave it to her. I sorted out her insurance. I started doing some little stuff. And everything I did, I gave it to her. I said, you're going to put them in your purse like an adult. I gave her the pins, Bishop, for my card. <laughs> you know I had to pray a different prayer. And I said to her, I don't know when my number will be called. But if my number is called, you know exactly what to do. And then I jokingly said, I said, oh, bury me in white because I love white. She said, mommy, stop it. I said, I'm serious. I said, make sure I get a white casket too. She said, mom. I said, oh, remember my favorite song, It Is Well. And she started to get agitated because she was wondering where I was going. I said, but you need to know. I might drive out and never come back. I might go to bed and never wake up. But now that you're 18, if this happens, this is what you need to know and this is what you need to do. But make me one, promise me one thing. You will continue to serve God 
and you will go after your dream of being a doctor. I said, oh, by the way, I said, tell your brother to pay the school fee if I go. I'm putting things in place. Per adventure. Per adventure, that's it. I don't know when. He has kept me all these 50 odd years. I don't know when. But one thing I know. I have made up in my mind that if my number is called, Elder, I'm going to make it in. I've made up my mind that I will not be turned away. I'm unstoppable and I'm heaven bound. My God is unmovable, so I am going to remain unmovable. My God is unshakable. I'm going to remain unshakable. Because he cannot fail and he cannot lie. So I'm going to make it in. Are you going to make it in? If we all make up our mind right now that I must make it in. I guarantee you we will make it in. Tap yourself and remind yourself that I'm unstoppable. I'm heaven bound. Come on, I'm unstoppable. I'm heaven bound. I am unstoppable. Those of you on the platform, tap yourself wherever you are. I am unstoppable. I am heaven bound. That means we must make it in. As you press forward, as you move forward, irrespective of what is happening in this season, remain unstoppable. Just shift your focus from the pandemic. We have all of our, most of us, our attention is so much on the pandemic that we forget the God of the pandemic. He's still Christ in the crisis. But challenge yourself that no matter what, I'm going to make it in. Whether I'm dead, I'm going to make it in. If I remain alive, I'm going to make it in. God bless you.